This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live once again. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, February 8th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who can certainly appreciate a legendary scar, Jerem Jordan. I got one on my nose, uh, you know, the bridge of my nose at the bottom of the pool of the elms one summer. It's kind of awkward when you just have, like, this big, massive cut right there. That's not as bad, though, as, like, splitting open your cheek, which is what Paisley Harding did. We talked about it yesterday. She posted a TikTok. Again, if you're weirded out by, like, cuts and blood a little bit, don't watch this. But she she posted the, uh, some pictures of this experience. Jeff Judkins revealed that Gonzaga actually stitched her up. Um, we're, we're shocked there wasn't a Z in the stitching. But I was told by um, her mom, Stephanie, she's got a shiner as well, of course, um, that she's going to have it uh, done up, you know, uh, really good today. Because if not, some people talked about she could have a serious scar there for a long time if she doesn't get it, like, really nicely, uh, you know, sewn up there. So best of luck with that. That's, uh, you know, cost of biz, but she's a tough cookie, man. Like, if, she, if you told her before the game, hey, to win at Gonzaga, this is what needs to happen. You need to get kicked in the face. And She'd take it 100% She'd be of the like, time. Yeah. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Her toughness is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, if you just saw Paisley Harding on the street and and walking, like, she's like the most fun loving, amicable person. But when you get her on a basketball court, there's something that switches in her mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you can't be a great athlete and be like, overly like non-competitive you know what i mean and there's a difference between like being sportsmanlike and being mean right there's a line there like BYU football they like helping people up like that's a really nice thing to do i'm fine if you don't like you're in the heat of battle um and if you're on that side of the argument and the other whatever that's all good but you know and certain teams like hey st mary's a little different than when it's somebody else or whatever you know uh your rival it's all good Hey, Paisley's- I'm not saying be a jerk, but I'm not saying you don't have to be go out of your way necessarily sometimes in those moments. That's just me. Paisley's making a case for West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Straight up. Jeff Judkins told us yesterday, along with Shaley Gonzalez and Alex Fowler of Portland, Paisley is right there. And Miss Harding's legend or Mrs. Harding's legend leads us into today's show lineup where BYU football seeks their own legendary run of sorts. Why ESPN's Bill Connolly says the Cougars should keep a great thing going in 2022. And Bill isn't stopping at just a 10-win season. He's got some serious blue goggle commentary. BYU football offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick will join us live to discuss the Cougars' returning production and his new core of wide receivers, some new faces there. Plus, BYU in North Carolina in a first-four game of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. How do you feel about it? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. ESPN's Bill Connolly says BYU has the second most returning production nationally at 80% and number one on defense at 97%. Much more on these numbers coming up and what's trending. BYU men's basketball drops down to a 12 seed in the latest bracketology from ESPN's Joe Lunardi. Clearly on the bubble, part of the last four teams in. The West Coast Conference still has four teams in the overall bracket. San Francisco, a 10 seed. St. Mary's up to an eight. And the Zags, of course, a number one seed. 
Women's Hoops falls four spots from 16 to 20 in the AP poll after splitting the road trip at Port Portland and Gonzaga last week. Dropped to a six in the latest bracketology. The 19-2 Cougs host Pepperdine Thursday night, 9 Eastern right here on BYU TV. Going to be a tough climb for BYU to get back into that top four seed scenario just because there's not a ton left on their schedule to impress the committee. BYU men's volleyball drops to number 11 in the latest ABCA coaches poll after splitting a pair of matches with Ball State. Five-set thriller on Friday. Cougars lost in four on Saturday. Sadie Minor Van Tassel is the MRGC Gymnast of the Week for the fourth week in a row and Floor Specialist of the Week with a career-high score of 39-475. Elise oh, Rollins so good. is the Beam Specialist for the second week in a row and Haley P2 is uh, the Bar Specialist of the Week. So BYU just raking in the awards. Hey, Elise Rollins, 995 on the beam. Not bad. On the beam. In fact, it's good. Zach McWhorter is the USTF CCCA Men's National Athlete of the Week. National Athlete of the Week. The All-American, number one all-time in the pole vault at BYU, set another school record. Congratulations to Zach as he continues to push for bigger and better things. He's got Olympic aspirations, Jerem. He's tied for fifth. All-time in NCAA history with this highest uh, vault, which is pretty crazy. Women's golf is leading Texas State Invitational at 16 over, uh, which is normally what I shoot, uh, but just individually. A shot ahead of Tulsa headed into the final round this morning. BYU freshman catcher Colin Reuter has been named a WCC 2022 preseason freshman of the year by D1 Baseball. He's named the Mississippi 4A player of the year in high school an All-American at the prep level. BYU is projected to finish second in the WCC in the D1 Baseball preseason poll. Yeah, the Batcats. Okay. All the way from Mississippi, I like it. The Batcats are just about to get underway. The softball team starts this Thursday, Jerem. Let's go. Against UNLV? So literally, let's go. Let's go watch them play. <laughs> in the sunshine? Somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The returning power for BYU football. Yes, Bill Connolly, we've mentioned him a few times in today's show already, says BYU is ranked second in returning production rankings for 2022. Second in the country, 88% of the entirety of the team and their production returning. Does that mean that this will equate, Jerem, to something that we've seen BYU do the past couple of seasons, get to 10 wins or more. It doesn't necessarily mean you will. Um, I had this thought a couple of years ago, you know, in the Mountain West Conference, you're looking at all the other teams in your league and who's returning. And like Air Force was coming off like a three and nine year and they had like 10 returning starters on offense. And I had the thought, what if those guys suck? <laughs> do you actually want them back? Do you want new guys because they haven't done what? Are they freshmen? Are they sophomores? Or are they juniors who were on a mediocre team and you think that they'll make this leap? It's hard to know. Just because you're coming back doesn't mean you're going to be good. Okay? But we, we kind of equate like there's a natural expected improvement based on experience and dot, dot, dot. Depends if that experience is talented, right? I think in the case of this BYU football team, if you have the second most production in the country and you won 10 games last year, you should be expected to be good. Uh, yes. Now, good is not necessarily controlled by BYU per se. It's controlled by the opponent as well. Uh, BYU is playing tougher teams than they played last year. The Pac-12 stunk. BYU took advantage, went 5-0. and That was fantastic. Uh, you know, BYU is going to play some tougher teams this year. So I don't necessarily expect 10 based on that, but I do expect BYU to be 
in contention potentially for 10 if things go BYU's way, which it did, because they had a an amazing running back and tremendous quarterback play and took care of the football and uh, took away some turnovers. So, no. But um, if you look at, you know, Ted Harrison on Twitter replied to Bill Connolly. Yeah, I think we'll know a lot about how the season goes for Baylor September 10th at BYU. Bill said, BYU 2, win that one, and they'll have a pretty interesting shot at 12-0. and uh, BYU will have a shot at 12-0? and well, yeah, absolutely. Um, now that I put the blue, blue goggles, goggles on, alert. I can see it. Blue but no, BYU's not going 12-0. I'm sorry. This just in, breaking news, BYU's not going to go 12-0 next year. They're going to lose a couple games. But, yeah, if, if BYU starts the season off well against Baylor, sure, things get exciting just like they did the last year. BYU was ranked 10th, men's hoops. They were ranked 12th. I don't think it's as crazy when you bring up the facts that you just did that BYU has already gone 10-plus in back-to-back seasons and then you throw in that they're returning 88% of the production from last year on a team that did win 10 games? Yes. So, yeah, you're right. If BYU had won four games last year, and like, hey, but they bring back a ton of experience. Well, good. They won four games last year. No, this team won 10 games last year, and they've got their quarterback back. We've talked about that a lot back. here. Okay? When the quarterback leads that core of returning production, you should expect good things. And we don't know what all of these teams are going to be. That's the wild card. Like, we see the name brands, and it's like, oh, Baylor, they were the Big 12 champs. They won the Sugar Bowl. What is Baylor going to be when they come to Provo? We don't know. Right, but they won't be 4-8, and eight, we don't think. You know what I mean? Like, that's the hope. What's Oregon going or to be? Or if they are, that's a good thing for BYU. Oh, the Ducks. BYU's got to go to Autzen. Man, they're probably going to get blown out. Uh, Oregon's got a brand-new coach. They're kind of in a weird place. Uh, they struggled last year late. They've got a quarterback situation where they've got a transfer quarterback coming from Auburn, Bo Nix. What's that going to be? What, what is Oregon? Is Oregon going to be like the third or fourth best team in the pack? I hope they all stink. Then BYU's got a better chance to win those games. Because <laughs> if, like, if Notre Dame is what it normally is in the regular season, it's going to be a tough game to win. We think Notre Dame's going to be a top 10 team, right? Notre Why Dame's, not? Notre Dame's always up there, man. Like They just don't do anything in the postseason. What's Arkansas going to be? Oh, man, Arkansas, they were rolling. Now they're dealing with drama. They got to come to Provo, make a rare trip out west. Again, we just don't know what these teams will be. Three years ago or five years ago, you said BYU's at Stanford to close out the season. Oh, boy. That's a rough way to close out the season. Is it? Because Stanford was no good. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday Mooley is like, I'm out. Now, now BYU's got their fullback and Cal's running back. So I, I don't know. We just don't know what yeah. these teams are going to be. I hope they stink. But, Jeremy, here's the thing. Like, it's not like BYU has never not been in this situation before, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. As all of you know, BYU has gone 10-plus wins in back-to-back seasons. What if we continue that? BYU has won 10-plus games three straight years, three times in program history. I guess you could argue four here. Okay. Because 06 to 08 and 07 to 08. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you took that little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking three specific runs. 06 to 09 yeah. included at least three. It was yeah. four. 79 to 81, Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon. 83 to 85 with Steve Young and Robbie Bosco. So if you have, and yeah, Beckenhall. So if you have two all-time quarterbacks. I would, Zach ar- Wilson, I would argue that, yeah. Uh, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall, hopefully we put in 
you know, the the upper echelon of guys in terms of, I hope he's at least a B-lister. Well, it's, if Jaron Hall is indeed an NFL quarterback like Cam Miller tells us he will be, if you have back-to-back. He didn't back, say NFL quarterback. He said first, first freaking first round. Like, okay, wow. even even a first couple of days guy, even if Jaron Hall's like a third round. If Jaron Hall starts hit. a game in the NFL, you know what I mean? That's a certain level of guy. Okay, so then you've gone Zach Wilson, number two overall pick, and then Jaron Hall, another early draft pick in the NFL. But yeah, we shouldn't be that surprised that BYU is projected to, for yeah. three straight years, win 10-plus games. So, uh, again. Well, I, no one's projecting they're going to win 10-plus. We're just saying, well, does the experience mean it could 10-plus? Hopefully it does. Uh, it dep- Like, what we need is for Notre Dame to not be Notre Dame. What we need for Baylor is to not be as good as last year. Right, because if BYU wins that game, um, you know that's a massive win over some really good teams. Like if BYU played, you know, like Oregon seems like that's going to be a good game given where Oregon was last year. But like you said, we don't know. But, but what if BYU is just great and they beat good teams? Perhaps, but the chances of winning those away from Provo, several of them, is low. Just history tells us this. Yeah. How many are away from Provo? It's Notre Dame and Vegas and Oregon. And Oregon. Yeah. Like, if you get one of those, that's pretty good. Okay, but if you handle your business against Baylor and Arkansas, and yes, BOE plays There's at Stanford, there, but we're yeah. not worried about, at least not right now, we're not worried yeah. about Stanford. Hey, BOE's got to go to Boise State, though. But I, and the more and more I think about this. And then is there another game, a la UAB, that sneaks up on you? Like, it's safe Injury, to assume they'll be on a game. play into yeah. this. Yeah. Is Jaron Hall starting all of the games? Like, Who's d- the backup quarterback if Baylor Romney's not back now? Yes. We'd be insane to just th- expect 10. Like, we can hope for 10. Expect 10 is a lot. That's a lot, man. I'm to not me, far off to from me. that. I expect yeah. 9. Yeah. I expect 9. But 9 and 10, there's a big gap there. Like, no one ca- remember, no one cares about a single-digit win season. Nobody. Nine in the regular season. Unless you, season. like, won three games. Hey, win <laughs> nine in the regular nine. season, get to a bowl game, have an opportunity at ten. That'd be, that'd be great. That would be incredible. That'd be spectacular. I'd love that. You know what? The I key c- is that some of these teams stink. Inc- the hope, that's the hope. Including BYU season opener, we think. Hit it! Countdown to the bowl. 207. Oh, yeah. You, there it is. USF stinks. 207 yeah, they're, days they're terrible. Away. Well, They're USF terrible. does have a quarterback who was pretty athletic. We saw it firsthand in Pro Bowl. I would year. hope so in Orlando. I think they've they got a, a lot good of coach, there. a guy that has Clemson lineage under Dabo Sweeney. So, yeah. but it did nothing for him the last two years. I'm just glad BYU's <laughs> broken the Florida curse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the thing of the past now. Let's they go. They can go to Florida, take care of business against USF. Let's go. That's win number one on the path to 10. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. <laughs> Our question of the day. Will BYU returning 88% of production from last season equate to another 10-plus win season? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At T. Levy Fan on Twitter answers, my one reservation is Tyler Algier is part of that 12% BYU is losing. Mm -hmm. His impact will be missed, certainly need the new running backs to step up. We talked to Roxy yeah, Bernstein, sure. who was a Cal guy, Cal grad, loves the Bears. Calls Pac-12 game. Uh-huh. And he said, I, I think Christopher Brooks is under the radar, underrated. Mm. He's a really, really good pickup for BYU. Well, I think the Cougars like him too. And this offensive line is supposed to be awesome, which we're excited about. 
And again, you, you don't know either way, but uh, you hope that the experience that BYU brings back, and it's good experience. Not all experience is created equal, but this is a team, uh, several guys that have played the 2020 and 21 seasons that were really good for BYU. They've they have learned how to culture. win. They yes. have a winning culture. Yes. That matters The middle a of lot. 2019 to now, BYU has been one of the best programs in the country, like top 10. It's been awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, coming up, women's hoops drops in the rankings four spots. Unmerited? Come on, rankings. And BYU Offensive Coordinator Aaron Roderick joins the program live to discuss Ooh. that returning production. Look at the stash. Oh, Aaron. Wow. Has, he, he's the swag master flex today. It's only February. Calm down. This is BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, check out BYU basketball with Mark Pope as the Cougars look to snap a four-game losing streak this week. B-Blue features Tijon Lucas's journey from Milwaukee to Provo, and Nick Robinson is in the film room, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU sports play-by-play. -play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And as promised, we welcome into Studio B BYU offensive coordinator, the original A-Rod. The OG A-Rod, if you will. Aaron Roderick is with us. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us. It's good to be here. Are you competing with Sean Olmstead, the men's volleyball coach with mustaches right now? Right there, he's got a healthy uh, one as well. I, I don't even know I, <laughs> what I'm doing, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't sh I didn't shave for a few days. We had like a long break, and I didn't shave for a few days. And then when I went to shave, yeah. I just decided to leave it, and now it's grown into this. Yeah, It's so, a classic uh, BYU employee my tale. My kids hate it, and yeah. that, that kind of makes it fun. <laughs> Dad! Hell yeah, I like to annoy them. So. <laughs> How does your wife feel about it? Uh, yeah, she doesn't love it either. <laughs> yep. Okay, so open rebellion. Part of the deal. <laughs> I get it. Uh, okay, a lot to talk about. Jeremy and I were just talking about uh, the returning production. Bill Connolly of ESPN put out that 88% of the offense and defense is coming back. I mean, that's fantastic, especially when you consider your teams have won back-to-back -back 10 or had back-to-back 10-plus -back win seasons. So, how do you manage your own expectations knowing that the winning culture is now established and you're bringing back a ton of guys? Well, um, you know, we just try to focus on one season at a time, one game at a time. I know that sounds really, uh, you know, boring, but I think the, the guys expect now to, to perform well, you know, and, and we're expecting to score a lot of points. We're expecting to win games. And uh, but if you get too far ahead of yourself, you start thinking about how oh, we got this much production or we got this ahead of us or we did that last year or this two years ago, then you're going to you're going to lose sight of how you got there. And so right now we're just trying to focus on the process it takes to get ready to to play that opener, you know, and, and keep working through it each day, one day at a time in spring ball. These winter workouts are all critical and not forget how we got the production that we got. Yeah. How do you how do you uh, keep that mindset? Because. You want to be like, hey, you've done this, so we expect at least that, and to build off that. But nothing is given; everything yeah. is earned, as the saying goes. Yeah, well, we cl we definitely expect our veteran players to be a better version of themselves this year. And you know, we don't talk about um, one person or one portion of our offense making a huge leap. It's just we need each player to get a little better. You know, if if every guy that played for us last year gets a little better, uh, the cumulative you know uh, improvement is huge and so that's that's the goal and then we need uh, one thing I was really proud of about last season is how many players stepped up that nobody had really heard of or had mm -hmm. big expectations for we had a bunch of guys uh, they didn't come out of nowhere to us but I think to maybe some fans they came out of nowhere and um, 
we need we need just continued improvement, and then we need some some guys that maybe you haven't heard of yet to to show up. Who were a few of those guys who did step up in your mind last year? Oh man, uh, Campbell Barrington, yeah, uh, Braden Kime, um, um, Keanu Hill. You know, Keanu Hill played great in the Arizona game. He made a huge play in the Utah game, and then sort of through the middle of the season, you know, those other receivers were really good, and they were getting a lot of the a lot of the production and then we have a couple guys go down and then Keanu ends the season playing great in the last few games so he, he's one um, you know there's offensive line there was a bunch of guys in the line and then all the guys that had been playing all got better you know James Empey was better last year than he's ever been Clark Barrington went from being a good player to a dominant player probably our best offensive lineman last year and so uh, you know we just need that kind of improvement sure I know yeah. I kind of view this when you bring back so many weapons and so much experience, like it's almost like you're a chef and you're in this elite kitchen and you have all of these awesome ingredients. And you as the offensive coordinator, you've tested out some recipes yeah. and you've baked some really good dishes. So, I mean, how do you stay calm and even keel knowing that, man, I, I feel like I can do more because you've been in the kitchen for longer? Yeah. Do you cook, Aaron? I, I don't cook very well. You but. just cook on the field. <laughs> I, but I, when you say stay calm, I'm always just kind of like how I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't get too high or low usually with anything, but it is nice to have uh, – we got a good group of players coming back. Daryl Funk's got a really tough job because we're like 10 deep at O-line, and they can, wow. all, they can all play. I mean, every one of those guys can play. We got – there's a bunch of future NFL players in that group, and it's going to be a real challenge for him to figure out how you know how to – who's the best five and then – you know, um, we'll, we're open to rotating guys, too, at some spots if we have to to keep guys fresh. If, if someone deserves it, then that's always a possibility as well. It's super exciting because we don't even have Harris LeChance on this graphic. Yeah. And, like, he's a legit Connor, player. Connor Pay is another one I should have mentioned. I mean, yep. he, he, he had a really good season where, like, early in the year he was kind of figuring it out. And then by the end of the season he was playing like a – like a long-time veteran guy. Yeah, that yeah. dude had to step in for James Empey. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no pressure. Jeez, James is an all-timer. Okay, Christopher Brooks, obviously um, he's coming in. He's not expected to be Tyler Ojo per se, maybe, but like, what, what do you think he can be in this offense? Well, um, first thing that we saw in him was just great size and, and speed. I mean, he's 10, 15 pounds bigger than Tyler, a couple inches taller, and he has great speed. He's, he can really run. Uh, but the other thing that we really liked about him was uh, just how physical and durable he's been. Uh, he's, he was Cal's leading rusher, I think, three years in a row. Uh, t I know two, two out of the last three years for sure, and I think it was all three years. Um, he's their leading rusher and uh, was available in every game for the last three seasons, mm. available to play. So, uh, and, and, you know, the reason why, the biggest reason why we went after him wasn't that we didn't like the running backs we have, but we had to face the facts that we've had some injuries. At, at the guys that are in our group have, have dealt with some injuries. Certainly. And um, we like all of them. We think they can all play. But it was nice to add one more guy who has proven, uh, you know, that he's a durable guy. How do you feel about the idea of Christopher Brooks being in a room and living with a Stanford guy in Houston Hamuli? <laughs> yeah, you know, are they living together? They're, they're living together. together. That's yeah, cool. and it's it's interesting how Stanford and Cal have a tough time getting guys into grad school. So we were able to benefit off that with <laughs> we got two two grad students. That's funny. You know, and and you mentioned Houston. He's a three-year starter and a team captain, and uh, 
I know, uh, you know, Kalani talked to Coach Shaw about him and just raved about what kind of guy he was on their team and what a leader he was and stuff. And he's already, already uh, doing a good job for us. So Jaron Hall obviously doesn't play in the bowl game. I know you talked to Jay Drew recently. The Desert News said he's good. Is he going to participate in spring ball or is he going to? Yeah, he's doing everything. He's, he's doing everything. He's That's doing. Great. He's doing everything with the team. He hasn't missed anything. Um, hasn't missed anything this this winter in our workouts and he's doing everything in the weight room. Every all the running with the team throwing with the receivers every day. That's great. Where did he progress the most last season? Well, uh, I thought just, you know, what surprised me the most about him was just how well he took care of the football. I mean, usually you expect a first-year starter to throw a few more interceptions. And um, I know as a team we had, I think we had five interceptions in like 386 pass attempts last season. Mm. That includes some pass attempts from Baylor, who also takes good care of the ball. Um, but I just thought you, usually a first-year starter playing against the defenses as good as who we played, you'd expect maybe a few more mistakes. And uh, he made very few. He just very efficient, very smart with the football. So that was that was probably the the part that maybe surprised me a little and pleased me the most was just he's a really sharp guy, takes takes great care of the football. You know, Paul was like, hey, I went three for three. I didn't throw yeah. one either. Uh, <laughs> let's go. All right, there's a few other yeah. attempts in there, but. He, his his uh, efficiency is 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 really high, and uh, you know touchdowns and interceptions was high, and then just the, you know the all the critical games we play those are close games against yeah. good defenses, and he seemed to always make the right choice. Yeah, I felt like the, this team maximized the amount of wins you could get based on taking care of the football. Great running game, defense was ambitious, and, and getting the ball that was awesome. So in terms of uh, the other quarterbacks in the room, obviously you were going after. A quarterback recently, he went elsewhere. Are you? Is the transfer portal always a spot that you're looking at to see if there's a good fit? Yeah, all of our everyone in our program knows we're always going to. If there's any sort of difference maker type player that we think can make our team better, that we're always open to that. Um, but you know, we like we like the quarterbacks in our room right now. I think those guys are good. Um, I'm excited to see them this spring. They're going to get a lot more reps. It is nice though to go into spring knowing. Jaron's our starter, and then we get to create competition for number two and number three. And, um, you know, it's been a while since we could just go into spring and say, sure. this is our starter. He's and the dude. He's the dude. I was going to yeah. say, when's the last time before you were here? Question mark? 2017, maybe? Yeah. It was Tanner Mangum as, as a – Like, clearly the guy. Yeah. As clearly the guy. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Aaron Roderick, offensive coordinator for BYU Football, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What does the quarterback depth chart and that room look like right now? Right now, uh, so it'll be, you know, really interesting. Conover obviously got to play a little bit last year and did a good job. Um, and he got quite a few reps during the season. And then we added uh, Cade Fennigan, who, uh, you know, is a, good, is a good player. And then we have Soljay as well on scholarship. So those three guys will be competing for two and three, you know, those, for those spots. And um, it's, a, it's an in intriguing group. They're... they're there's a lot of talent there, a lot of uh, athletic ability, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens. But I'm right now, I'd say I'd say Conover has the he you know he's got the inside track sure. right now, and sure. we're going to give those other guys a chance to compete with him. I'm thinking about just uh, I don't know. This is a personal thing, but Baylor Romney, if he's out there somewhere and and, and, yeah. uh, and he wanted to come back, like I I wouldn't complain about that. Is, is he like gone, or is there still a possibility of him come back? I have made it clear to him that we would welcome him back. He, I don't want to, you know, 
air our, our uh, sure, sure. business, you know, on on this show. But um, go ahead and just look at the camera. I will <laughs> say <laughs> to everybody that yes, we would love to have Baylor back, and yeah. he he knows that. He knows he knows he's welcome back. All of the, all of his teammates would want him back, and same with the coaches. Gunner, we're gonna need you to put some pressure on your brother, okay? <laughs> yeah. this is Gunner, Why did he go to Disneyland? Go to work. Maybe yeah, he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe did. I didn't see the other day. Um, uh, okay, so a- any update on Cody Hagan and his decision? Because he was kind of waiting to see who was coming back and who wasn't. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was uh, exactly what he was waiting on on that mm. decision. We we made it clear to him that we were open to him playing before his mission for a year or or uh, or not. And um, I'm not sure if I'm I, – I don't know exactly where that sits right now, but we're open to either one. And okay. We're very excited, speaking German – me. You can speak for me on this. Okay. <laughs> About Chase Roberts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chase Roberts seems like the real deal. Yeah. And it's been a while, like, for him going on his mission and returning, but we keep hearing amazing things. And the little we've seen has been really good. What can you tell us about the emergence and the development of Chase Roberts? Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, well, Chase obviously was a highly recruited guy that a lot of teams wanted. He has uh, great size and speed, big guy, great athlete. Um, he got home from his mission, wasn't quite ready last year, and then he battled through some injuries, which happens a lot to return missionaries, especially the skill player guys who have to run a lot and when they haven't run like that for two years. Yeah. Um, but as the season went on, he got a little better and a little better and a little better. And by the end of the season, um, we were traveling him, and he was getting a lot of practice reps, and he was starting to look like a guy. And uh, we didn't use him in any games. I don't think he got in any games, but um, – we are excited about his future, and he should factor in this year. Uh, it's up to him. He's got to go do it, but he's going to get every opportunity to be in the in the rotation. That's exciting, and yeah. thank goodness for this four games or fewer redshirt rule. Yeah. Like I just I hate I the other so sports much. that don't have it's it. It's a great rule. Like volleyball, we're throwing a guy in, he's done, right, for that year or whatever. Yeah. It's um, a great rule. And I want to talk about what you talked about in Kalani addressed last week, which was listen. Ideally, for you guys, it's if a guy comes home from his mission that he. I mean, there are exceptions to this, but that he doesn't play because physically the data shows that you guys have researched, they get hurt. Yeah, and we've had a couple of our guys that we, you know, we sign them and they come home and they're a little upset at us that we want them to wait, but it's better to wait. I mean, it, it just keeps happening over and over. Guys come in, hamstring, out, mm. out six weeks, start practicing again, another hamstring or a groin or Ooh. something. It's just usually, it just usually takes some time, and then that time in the weight room is, is, really big especially in this sport it's just so physical aaron roderick always you're the cool guy you're the even kill cool dude now with the mustache you never raise your voice like you're like this <laughs> i do sometimes <laughs> i was gonna say your kids upset you're much. like hey stop that yeah, yeah. i'm really I, angry with you right it, now <laughs> yeah it sometimes works against me because oh. I, I can be hard to read but uh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pretty mellow your intense voice is not much more than this you're saying uh, yeah, it's a little more than this, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's, I don't know. In some, in some areas of my life, it's a, not a good thing. And <laughs> it just happens to be in coaching and calling plays and stuff. It then turns out to be a good Oh, it's quality. a great yes, thing. hundred yeah. percent. Love that. Chill yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Well, I can speak collectively again, uh, based on conversations I've had with football staffers, your head coach, um, and several people in the athletic department, how grateful they are to have you sticking around at BYU, man. So, hey, we uh, – Since you great. started calling plays, I'm seeing 26 and 6. Uh, that's pretty good, Aaron. That's pretty good, man. Steve Thanks. Young notably, Aaron. Oh, wow. Steve, Steve, Steve a is a huge he's a, fan he's of a, yours. He's a fan. I didn't know that. 
that's, he's, that's a pretty good fan to have. He's, yes. He's, yes, it is. He's, pre- he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good stuff. Thanks for coming in, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having Keep me. Keep the stash. Yeah, it's good to be here. Okay, coming up, would you be down to face North Carolina in Dayton? And a part of Tyler Algier's game that we most certainly will miss is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. 20th ranked BYU Women's Hoops returns home Thursday to host Pepperdine, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. I shall be there. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation to interact with the show and get content throughout the day. You know what to do. Follow us on the major social media platforms. You know what it is every Tuesday night. He'll give you the biz. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Those social media platforms, by the way. We should probably explain. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And uh, if you want to see a rap that features my name. But not you. On the YouTube, but not me, a different Spencer Linton. Spencer Linton, Linton Spencer. You can find it on YouTube. Black and yellow. (laughs) Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Tyler Algier is leading the country, or led the country the last two years in uh, uh, contact yards. Uh, Is this the biggest part of the Algier game you'll miss? After contact yards. I'll miss every part of Tyler Algier's game, but yes, his physicality, his ability to extend plays and just deliver the punishment on opposing defenses. But as we just heard from Aaron Roderick, Christopher Brooks is three inches taller and 15 pounds heavier, and he, too, enjoys the physicality aspect of being a running back. So he'll have 2,000 yards. No, um, yeah. Contact. (laughs) (laughs) No, Tyler was an all-timer. Like, I'm not ready to say he's the greatest of BYU ever, but his season was unbelievable. He had the greatest season. Uh, So maybe he's the greatest ever. I don't know. I still think Luke's 0-1 uh, is is the one, right, at eight yards spot. But he didn't play that schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss long runs. Tyler Algier last year was top 10 in the country in yards of 10, 20, 30, and 40 yards. I mean, that explosiveness is yes, amazing. against that schedule. Yeah. And you can't tell me that NFL teams aren't like, okay, yards after contact, well, that might not matter that much. It that ma- doesn't it, matter it to it us. Matters of course it matters probably more than anything in the NFL. Yeah. BYU women's basketball, as you heard. Lost a heartbreaker at Portland, but then bounced back with a dramatic comeback win at Gonzaga. Yet the Cougars dropped four spots in the latest media poll, Jerem. And they fall to a six seed in the latest bracketology. Are these metrics and drops fair or unfair? Probably unfair from our biased perspective because BYU's 19-2, has some nice wins, and uh, probably should be a little higher. I I don't know if they should be much higher. I think in, like, the the mid to low teens, right? And okay. like a five seed, sure. Now, wait a second. You're telling me that because BYU lost a quad one road game, Portland is a top 60 net team, by the way, okay? This is a good team. BYU lost on the road there, and then they bounce back and beat what is obviously the second, or at least we thought was the second best team in the conference in Gonzaga. You're going to drop them four spots and down to a six seed? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, And those are two different things. I don't really care about the poll all that much, kind of. Like, I feel like BYU should this, be at least a five seed. Yeah. Like, I can't, yeah, you're right. The AP poll, it doesn't matter. It's one seed line. The, the seed line bugs me, though. They should be a five seed. We don't. They've earned it. We have one bracketologist in women's hoops. 
Beware the one guy saying one thing except Moses and Joseph Smith. Well, three weeks ago, he was saying BYU was the three seed. And then the committee released yeah. their top 16 teams and BYU wasn't in it. And the next day, there were five seed. Well, that's why I'm like, I love Charlie, but like one guy saying one thing. Again, beware yeah. except Moses. Tom Brady says, never say never, which is actually what Justin Bieber said originally. <laughs> Will Tom be Fred Warner's teammate next season on the Niners? <sighs> no, it's a fun thought, but that's not going to happen. You don't think he's going home? He's from San Mateo, which is nearby. That's not going to happen. I would love for it. Trust me. I I would love for that to happen. Source, happen. Sources close to the Niners say that I don't know. I have nothing. That'd be really fun. I'd love to have Bobby Wagner sacking Tom Brady consistently. <laughs> Can't wait for the 49ers to win a Super Bowl when Tom Brady decides to come back and play one more season. Bill Simmons thinks the Niners thing is a legit thing. Like that it could happen. And also, Tom Brady spent one week with his family, and he was like, you know what? Never say never. (laughs) (laughs) BYU men's volleyball drops in the latest ABCA poll to number 11. Are you concerned at this point, Jerem? If I felt like this team was supposed to, like, win the regular season title and go to the NCAA tournament, yes, but this is a younger group that I hope, uh, and, and I think they will, will be way better in April come tournament time. And they're going to have to win that tourney to get in the NCAA tournament, um, the MPSF tournament. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll have a three-day run that's just, like, incredible, and they grow up quickly. Yeah. So I'm not concerned right now. No, there's no need to freak yeah. out about okay. this. I expect BYU to hover around the 10 to 12 position all season long. Oh, t- I'm hoping they start climbing a little bit here. I'm hoping they're sitting at, like, six or seven come That would be great. Tournament. That would be great. Like, it's the third or fourth best team in the league. Yeah. Maybe when Davide gets a little bit more healthy, that experience grows. Yeah, yeah maybe they can climb yeah. six, seven. He's, the only way he's getting healthy is if he sits out, and he just wants to play. So. Spider-Man No Way Home receives a nomination for Best Picture in the Academy Awards. Wow. Do superhero movies belong as Best Pictures? Look, if a movie crushes, it crushes. Who cares if it's a superhero movie or not? If that movie crushed and they deserve it, they deserve it. Amen. There are a lot of and there are a lot of elements to what makes a great film. It just happens to be dipped in the storytelling. Uh, device of superherodom. Well, Into the Spider-Verse won a bunch of awards too, right? Into the Spider-Verse is legit. Yes, that's an incredible yeah. movie. Yeah. If it crushes, it crushes. Yeah, I think it's that's well-deserving. Now, now I want to um, drink Crush, the drink, because he said that. Coming up, <laughs> top five Tuesday Super Bowl dish. The orange soda is occasionally mm-hmm. delicious, right? Yeah. Occasionally, yes. Not every time. Occasionally. No. <laughs> <laughs> BYU basketball's resume update. Where are the other WCC teams landing in bracketology? And uh, are, are we scoreboard watching now for all the other WCC foes? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Would you bring it up if it was no? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Lots of highs and yes, some lows from the weekend. From the Smithfield House to the Marriott Center, Kiki is bringing you it all on the latest BYU Center right now. Check it out on the Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. Now, we say Marriott Center. A lot of people say Marriott Center or Marriott Hotels. Is it Marriott? I think it's Marriott. It's Marriott. If you talk to anybody asked, with the last name Marriott, yeah, they have, will say Marriott. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, what's our source here? Because um, <laughs> I, I don't like assuming because it makes a donkey out of you and me. But, yeah, okay. So should we be correcting everybody that says Marriott that comes into town? Like, is it the job of Tyson Jex, the SID, to say, hey, just so you know, <laughs> it's not a mission trip. It's a mission. It's not Marriott. It's Marriott. Oh. It's, a, it's a plague. 
It's the, oh, Gonzaga's the other one. You and I are like, I feel like we're the only two media members that consistently say it correctly. Gonzaga. Yes. And I happen Gonzaga. to know. Gonzaga. I happen to know Barrett Henderson, our guy yes. who is the sports information director up there, is very appreciative of the fact that we say it correctly. We kissed the ring <laughs> of, Gon- of Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga. It just, it sounds so bad. This, stuff's ma- this stuff matters. It, it sounds so bad. I've got a running list of things that we need to have, like, over the summer. This is a summer show. Why? It's, we always push it. Why don't we do it tomorrow? A, pr- a pronunciation special. <laughs> that's that's going to be a ratings bonanza. <laughs> People are like, I can't wait to hear how to pronounce things. Yeah, listen, at least a segment yeah. in the summer. A seg- like, one segment of a show in the we, summer. We don't have time for that when no sports are going on. Everyone's like, what are you guys talking about in the summer? I'm like, I don't know. What did you guys talk about during the pandemic? 2020. I don't know. Pronunciation problems. (laughs) I do love the spelling bee at the beginning of the football season, though. Yes. The last name. New guy, Walter Kahayali'i. Suomata'ia. Where does the accent come? (laughs) Suomata'ia. These are things we worry about that you do not, okay? That you Uh, do not. Great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU men's basketball, if you missed it earlier in the show, currently slated as a 12-seed play-in game against North Carolina. Yes, that North Carolina. Okay. Do you like the idea of the Cougars playing UNC as an opening first four game in the tournament? Uh, yo soy desperado at this point. I just want BYU so, in. Yeah, I, w- I would just like BYU in. I don't care in what shape or form it comes. If it's first four, yeah, great. Okay, if BYU you made okay, it. so the th- we probably need to discuss this at a later time too. Okay. Why wait? <laughs> Grab a Snickers. If you could guarantee that BYU is in the tournament, but in the first four game, would you take that or would yeah. you play the rest of the season nope. out? No, nope, wouldn't play it out <laughs> because the way BYU's <laughs> trending is bad. Like BYU can write the ship just as quickly as they. Um, you know, aired there, but it just feels like it's going to be difficult. So I would take that right now, lickety split. Wow. Especially when you consider BYU's resume, which takes us to our resume update. In the net, down one more spot. BYU's still a top 50 team, but not by much, Jerem. Number well, 46. You want to be top 40 to feel at large. Ugh. Yeah. So bubbly. BYU also number 46 in the Ken Palm metric. BYU was in the 20s two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They were a top 25 team two and a half weeks ago. Well, and, yeah. And in the net and Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. And and polls almost. Beat 20, Santa Clara and Pacific, you're in the top 25. 26.3% chance to make the tournament. It's down 0.3%. Yeah. For, we we for, laid out what has to happen. Yeah. BYU needs to take care of business. Against Pepperdine and LMU, take care of the four wins, home and away, and then somehow figure out a way to beat St. Mary's and Moraga. Yeah, you got to win the final five, and then you've probably got to win at least one game in the tournament. Now, now, let's talk about this. Oh, and by the way, notable WCC games today. Santa Clara is hosting number 22, St. Mary's. On a Tuesday, reschedule. On a Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see what happens there, okay? But we talked about it yesterday, and then we kind of quantified it after the uh, show. The hope is that BYU can get the three or four. If BYU is the five, that means they probably didn't win in Moraga, right? So if BYU is the five, (sighs) you're on the the Gonzaga side of the bracket. Yes. The only other game I want St. Mary's to lose the remainder of the season, and this is unique because we all know. You only want them to lose one other game? You want them to be the two? Just clear cut? 
because, because beat San Francisco. It would beat, yes, yeah. it would okay. it would give BYU the best chance to climb those seeds and get to yeah, a four. That makes sense. Maybe a three. St. Mary's just win the rest of the games, except lose to BYU at home. Yeah. And that allows BYU to not have to play on Friday in Las Vegas. So so you're saying you want three more losses for St. Mary's? Because they play Gonzaga twice. Well, three more wins. Sorry. Yes. They're going to play Gonzaga twice. So they're going to lose, you know, three more times. Twice to Gonzaga, once to Brigham, we hope. They'll have four losses and, and four they'll losses. finish number they'll, two. Yes. San Francisco plays at St. Mary's and still has to play Gonzaga at home. So there's two more. They get to five losses. BYU needs to win out because they already have five losses. But if Ken Palm, there's like an echo in here. If Ken Palm adjusted win percentage shows up at some point, and let's be honest, I'm guessing it is because not all these games are going to be made up, so it's not going to be even. Run out of time. It's going to happen. Then we don't exactly know what that's going to mean for BYU's chance to be the three or four seed. If BYU's the four, it's okay. If BYU's the five, yikes. I'm not sure it's happening to the NCAA tournament. Because you're gonna you're gonna play a quarterfinal that you hope you win, and it would probably be against like Pacific or San Diego, and, the, and then you're playing San Francisco, or sorry, then you're playing Gonzaga. You got to play the next and, day, and you got to play against probably like Santa Clara or San Francisco, and then you got to win that game, and then for those efforts, you would earn a semifinal matchup with Gonzaga. Yeah, so you could get a quad two against Santa Clara potentially, or whatever. <sighs> Take care of business. No, they'd be on the other side. Figure out the St. Mary's game on the road, and then you start to feel a little bit more comfortable about your status in the bracket. Win the next five, you got a shot. Let's go. Coming up, rides and shout-outs. Plus, the top five Super Bowl players from BYU. Okay. Guys that have played in the big game. This isn't Tecmo Super Bowl like Christian Okoye, Bo Jackson. This is like straight-up Super Bowl. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or you can download what's called a podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let's get to Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. It is officially Super Bowl week, so yeah. We're going to ride that train and look at the top five Super train, Bowl it's an players to come out of BYU. Okay, we're going to fly on that plane. Yes. Uh, number five, Austin Colley. To me, still the greatest receiver in BYU history. Second in most categories to Cody Hoffman because Austin played three seasons here, not four. He had 66 yards, six catches in Super Bowl 44, including a 40-yarder where the Colts lost to the Saints. At number four, he's a postseason standout. Kyle Van Noy. You know what he did in that poinsettia bowl he literally won the game by himself and guess what he's been pretty good in some super bowls as well he's appeared in three winning two one in 2017 the other in 2019 he can thank tom brady for that as well then he had 10 total tackles a sack and a half and two tackles for loss in his three super bowl appearances the day he was traded away steve young was on the program we informed him of that and he goes oh kyle's going to the super bowl congratulations <laughs> he just won a super bowl number three three-time super bowl champ bart Oates. Second-team All-American at BYU on the offensive line in 82. Went on to make five Pro Bowls, won Super Bowls with the Giants, two of them, and one with the Niners. He was the starting center on all three of those teams. Bart Oates, one of the one of the greatest players from BYU we never talked about. Hey, we've had him on the show. He's awesome. He was awesome. At number two, uh, I believe his name is Jim McMahon. McMahon. Jim McMahon, two-time All-American at BYU. Super Bowl champ, not just with the Chicago Bears. We often forget this. 
He was uh, a backup quarterback on another Super Bowl winning team. Which team? The Green Bay Packers. Oh, very nice. To, to Favre, the one? Yep. Nice. McMahon led the 85 Chicago Bears, one of the greatest teams ever, to a 46-10 blowout win over the New England Patriots back in the Super Bowl, mid-80s. Super Bowl shuffle, all that fun stuff. 256 yards passing in that game. Had two rushing touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns in that game. Still the only quarterback to rush for two touchdowns in a Super Bowl. That's pretty awesome. Walter Payton didn't. What the heck? Number one, obviously, Steve Young. 1983 All-American, number two in the Heisman that year. Part of three Super Bowl winning teams, notably AP NFL MVP in 92 and 94, and the MVP of Super Bowl 29, throwing for 325 yards, and a record six touchdowns against the Chadges. That is your top five Tuesday former BYU players to play in a Super Bowl. It's too bad that no BYU players are on my Cincinnati Bengals squad this year, Jerem. Yeah, no Fui Vacapunas no, from no, Hard Knocks. No, Fui, yeah. no Daniel Coates. <laughs> Daniel Coates, that's right. He had a nice little run with the Bengals. Yeah. Our question of the day, back to BYU basketball, or rather BYU football, returning 88% of production from last season. Does that mean it will equate to another 10-plus win season? BYU's gone back-to-back 10-plus win seasons. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Amy Jones on Twitter says, I'm just grateful it's not a basketball question. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag 207 days until football. Oh, come on now. It's not over just yet. BYU is still in the bracket. They got opportunities. Yeah. Let's get healthy. Let's get T. John Lucas back in the lineup. Three weeks left. Let's go. Regular season. Let's go. I like the way BYU matches up with St. Mary's, too. We'll see how I feel about it on the actual game night. But Yeah, I got to think about that one. All right, today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. I worked for the Knicks last night at the Jazz game. Hung out with Mike Breen. That was fun. He was nice. He didn't say bang, though. Yeah, that's, his go- he re- that's his go-to thing, I- right? Well, Knicks never bang! made a, like a clutch three down the stretch, mm-hmm. even though it was gambling. Maybe he reserves it for ESPN. Oh, I didn't Jimmer ask him. For that. It's good. Yeah, I love Mike Breen. Our thanks to today's guest, Aaron Roderick. Sorry Dennis Pitter. ran out of time. We had more relevant things to talk about. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYU. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Wana Kavanga. We'll see you tonight for BYU Basketball with Mark Pulp. He's going to rally the troops. Go Cougs.